0: Great time of worship, really appreciate that. How are you all? Thank you for gathering to God and with God's people today for Word and Worship. We appreciate that you're investing the time into your eternal life and into the Kingdom of God. And I'm going to uh, preach for a very short time this morning. Like it's a bit of a long weekend and people are away, so we'll see if I can be a short preacher. I'm going to talk today about how to avoid dumb mistakes has anybody ever made a dumb mistake yep. uh, i've made a few in my life in mark chapter 1 verse 8 in the new uh, in the message version this is in the mouth of john the baptist he says i'm baptizing you here in the river for kingdom life his baptism a holy spirit will change your life from the inside out i like that idea that god's going to change my life and your life from the inside out, uh, the line of Will Rogers, the great American poet, says there are two sorts of people in the world: those who uh, can learn from other people's mistakes and those who have to pee on the electric fence and find out for themselves. Which sort are you. <laughs> Well, there's the Darwin Awards. These are awards given out to people who probably should not be given a breeding license. Uh, They are regularly given to people who make serious mistakes, like the 11-year-old boy in Tasmania who pulled out all of his adult teeth to get more money from the tooth fairy. Or the man who thought it would be very romantic to propose to his wife to be a partner, his partner to be, by swinging through the air as Tarzan, stark naked unfortunately miscalculated the glass window and went to a hospital emasculated. She declined the proposal. Then there's a trucker who saw a bottle of what he thought to be alcohol, consuming it to find out it was actually petrol. And after choking and spitting it out, he attempted to relax by lighting up a cigarette. Now, I know you've done some dumb things. I've done some dumb things, and I won't tell you about mine if you don't tell me about yours. My wife, though, keeps a list. (laughs) Friends, the truth is this. A lot of the trouble in life happens not because of other things. It happens because of some of the dumb things that we do. Uh, Some bad stuff happens to us that's beyond our control. We know that life just comes, but some of our trouble comes because we make our own poor choices, amen? Amen. So how can I change my life? Is there anything about you looking at next year that you'd like to change about yourself? An attitude? A habit? The way that you look? Your weight? Your age? Your partner? Your job? <laughs> I think we'd all like to change something. However, if we're honest, it's often we've found that hard to do. Why is it so hard to change? been said that the only people that enjoy change are babies. <laughs> he who laughs, last thinks slowest. <laughs> well, the reason is sometimes we're trapped in this sort of lifestyle and foolishness, as was, Proverbs puts it bluntly, stupidity, is because we don't acknowledge what's stopping us. So there are all sorts of reasons, but my message today in a nutshell for you, God's answer is supernatural power to help you change. Last year, thank you, Karen, doesn't have to be the same as next year. We do get to choose. Yes, life will happen to us, but so much what will happen will have to go through the filter of the way that we embrace the coming year. So I want us to firstly admit that change does not come naturally. And there are four reasons why change doesn't come naturally. One is we actually live out who we are. Until we are actually prepared to change who we are, we will continue to be who we are. Does that make sense? Yeah. James says this in the Message Version, The spring does not gush out fresh water one day, and brackish the next, does it? Apple trees don't bear strawberries, do they? Raspberry bushes don't bear apples, do they? You meant to say no. You're not going to dip into polluted mud holes and get a cup of water that's cool to drink, are you? No. Change is hard because it has to do with something in us. The Bible teaches us that there is an old nature, there's an old appetite, there's this thing that we call sin that's where my personality is bent on me being the center of this world that's what sin is saint augustine described as man turned in on himself unless that's broken change becomes very very difficult so the solution is that we're to put to death the sinful earthly things that are lurking within you Colossians 3, verse 3, New Living Translation. Unfortunately, these things can come alive every day. That's why there's a guy in the Bible who says, I die daily. I put to death daily the appetites of my flesh. He's referring to those stupid desires. Turn to your neighbor and say, stupid desires. I'm talking to me, not you. (laughs) That will get you to do bad decisions. I have learned that when people say I can't, they really mean I don't want it enough. Because wish power won't do it, but letting God's spirit come within you and energize your will, will. So we cannot change ourselves. The biggest lie that the devil often do is say to you, oh, you can do this alone. You're struggling with your issue. You do it alone. And we find ourselves falling into the same... Patterns of sin over and over again. You don't need help. You can do this by yourself. Jeremy Griffiths, the son of one of the founding, founding pastors of this church, is a great swimmer. He's a good athlete all around. And he tells the story of the day he almost drowned. Not because he was a bad swimmer, but he got caught in, a, in, a, in one of those rip things. He was going out to sea from Cottesloe. And all he had to do was put his hand up. Please. I'm drowning here. But no, I'm a good swimmer. And there's all those people on the beach looking at me. There's no way they're going to bring me on a rubber dinghy. So he went out further and further, and he almost lost his life because he just couldn't stick up his hand and say, I need help. The God of the Bible knows your situation. He knows what you're going through. And if you were to go to him and say, my life's a mess. And I really need you to come and help me. I really need you to come and sort out my confusion, my chaos, my addictions. He's going to say, I know. I know. I was just waiting for you to ask me. And if we'll open up, then God will come and give us the power that we need to. So, hey, you can't do it alone. You need a higher power. And his name is Jesus. And people... uh, Our actions actually come out of our inner beliefs. Behavior comes out of what we believe. So you can pretend for a while, but the real you will eventually come out. And some of us need to kill the real you and let God rise within our life as the one who changes us from the inside. Luke chapter six, verse forty five, in the New International Commentary Version, says Good people bring good things out of the good that they've stored in their hearts. They stored. Evil people bring evil things out of the evil they've stored in their hearts. They stored. People speak the things that are stored in their hearts. So here's the deal: whatever software you've loaded on your computer is what you're going to run. Input's going to determine output. The people you hang with is going to affect your flavor. Uh, Zig Ziglar said that the people you hang with and the books that you read will determine your future. If you want to change where you go, change your input and change the people you hang with. Well, that's just far too practical, Mike. Give me something that's too difficult. Here's an ad for laser, su- laser surgery. Who loves our advertising industry? This is a remarkable procedure. It only lasts for a few minutes for a few measly thousand dollars, about $5,000, and will have tremendous impact on your life. Now having laser vision corrected, most of your problems will go away. Patients cannot imagine waking up in the morning and seeing the alarm clock. They'll be able to do things they've never dreamed of. They'll be able to dive or drive the car, watch a movie, enjoy sports such as swimming without contacts or glasses. For many people, poor eyesight has been a hindrance to their confidence and the career that they've wanted. And since they've been children, they've been dependent on glass and it's shaped their inner world, and their lives and their memories and how they feel about themselves. With laser surgery, your problems disappear. Well, that doesn't work. But Norman Vincent Peale said, Change your thoughts and you will change your world. And if you don't change, you're not growing. If you're not growing, you're not really, really living. So we need to allow God to actually radically reorientate that. Mark chapter 1, verse 8, that the Holy Spirit's baptism gives you the ability to be transformed from the inside out. Too much of us have the outside transforming our inside when it should be the other way around. People see, this is an interesting one, often the people that are critical and just had this attitude of finding everything wrong in everybody else. What's actually going on is that they're actually avoiding their own personal obligation to change. Because if everybody else is bad, then they're okay, you see. So, you know, we have to just acknowledge that sometimes we've just got to take personal responsibility for our stuff I find it more difficult, very difficult just to control me, let alone try to fix anybody else. David Wilkinson, the man who wrote The Cross and the Switchblade, the Hollywood movie starring Pat Byrne, the founder of Teen Challenge, one of the most respected Pentecostal pastors, um, built a great church in Times Square in New York City. He wrote this, I've been pastoring for over 45 years, and I've been caught in in the middle of many of a family feud, of family breakdown, of issues. And I can testify that few of these wars have ever been resolved outside of a supernatural intervention. Why? Because everybody wants the other person to change. One party tells me, why is he so stubborn? It's just awful. He needs to change. Then someone else says another similar thing. How can she be so hard-hearted? She doesn't know I'm doing my best. And it goes on. Everybody's just... A, trying to actually duck and weave and play the blame game. And then he says this, That's why I believe no amount of counselling will have an impact until God's people resolve something. We all have to make our sincere daily prayer. Oh, God, change me. A lot of wisdom there from a man who's seen a lot. That's the key internal change if You want to change a world it starts with me we spend too much time praying god change my circumstances change my co-workers change my family change my conditions when seldom we don't pay the most important things it's god change mike and monique said amen the real trouble isn't my spouse my sibling my job my friends it is the one me who stands in need of the prayer so how to avoid some spectacularly dumb mistakes? Well, if you can't change naturally, the good news is you can change supernaturally. That's a wonderful thing. We only, just don't give you a set of rules. The Bible gives you the power through a relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to actually live up to those rules. That is not religion. That's relationship. And that's victory. That's how we do it. We don't do it through sheer grit and determination. We do it by connecting ourselves with this living God who gives us the ability to live in victory. I'm not talking perfection. I'm talking victory. So you can respond to God's Word in your life. The good news is He has a way to fix things if we will let Him. So I just want to just quickly, yes, very quickly, Talk about the life of Jacob. If you go to the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 32, you read about Jacob. Now, Jacob is not what you call a classic hero. In fact, his name means cheater, con man, supplanter. And so Jacob is now going back to visit his brother. The last time his brother and him visited, Jacob had successfully treated, uh, cheated his brother out of the inheritance And the brother's response is, I will kill you. So now he's going home. And the Bible says that he's frightened. Well, here's something. God uses crisis to change us. I don't like it. God does not cause crisis. But God uses crisis to bring about change in us. Just a quick survey today. Has the best change happened to you in crisis or in comfort? For the ones that say, God changed me during a time of comfort, put up your hand. There's no one. God changed me a lot through a moment of crisis. Oh, look at this. So God uses crisis. Jacob's at a place of crisis. He's sending back the sheep first. He sends the goats first. Sends the children next. Sends the wives next. Because he says, "Well, if the, if the, if they get if the sheep get killed, that's all right, you know. He might have got rid of his bloodlust by then. Send the children. If he kills the children by then, he's got rid of his bloodlust by then. Kills the wife, he's got rid of it. I'm last in the line here. So you know he's been a real fratty cat here. And so here he is at this brook of Peniel, this Jabut Brook, and he has an encounter with God. And friends, I want to tell you that you'll never change until the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of change. And there's a time when we've just got to get in the trench with God and wrestle with God and not let Him go. In our crisis, grab hold of God and wrestle it through. Don't let it go. Hold on to the promises. Hold on to what you've been taught and hang on and do not let go. God blessed him. And here's the amazing thing. He didn't deserve to be blessed. He was actually a bad guy. He was a cheater. He was a comment. He did not deserve it. But because out of crisis he went to God And he was brazen enough, if you like, or bold enough to say, God, I want you to bless me. Guess what God did? He blessed him. So you don't have to qualify. You just have to wrestle. Just hang in with God. So you need to have that confidence to say, God, you are on my side. I will not let you go until you bless me. Genesis chapter 32, verse 34, if you want to check the reference later. So whilst Jacob lost the wrestling match, had his hip put out of joint, he was marked by the experience. I find as we go through crisis, as an individual, as a pastor, as a family, I find that crisis often marks you in ways. But if you let God do his work, you come out better through it all. The Bible says, if we ask, you will receive. Luke chapter 11. So, What God then also wants us to do is to change our confession. Really important. Crisis, wrestling with God, change your confession. Who are you? My name's Jacob. Well, Jacob means that's who you are. I now call you Israel, Prince of God. And one of the ways of wrestling through is actually changing our thinking, changing what we say about ourselves. So we say good things. We choose to say right things. We speak it out. What's the future that you want? Well, you better make certain that you're creating your future world with words. God created this world with words. He said, let there be and there was. And we need to have that same confidence to say, God, you are going to bless me. You are on my side. I am going to have a great 2014. I'm going to live. I'm going to have a great marriage. I'm going to see my backslidden children return to Jesus Christ. I am going to believe God and I'm going to say it and I'm going to believe it. I will change what I say. And God changes when we show him our cooperation. So here's the good news. You don't have to stay the same. There was a season in my life when I just felt stuck, absolutely stuck just a pattern of events in my life where I was not behaving in a very healthy way. And so I made my personal confession for a season the very simple statement, I can change. I'll be in the shower. I can change. 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 And now moving back to my old confession, which is I am God's man of faith and power. I am God's man of faith and power. I am God's man of faith and power. I speak it out. I go for what I believe God's called and placed on my life. So, friends, don't make stupid mistakes, please. Some mistakes, thank you, only last for five minutes. Some mistakes last a lifetime. Um, I did try to extract gunpowder out of a bullet once put it in a vise, got a wrench and tried to pull it off, got the head off, still couldn't get the gunpowder out, so I poked it around with a pin to try and scrape out the gunpowder and it went bang in my face. I couldn't see for about 10 minutes. I am so pleased that my sight was restored. Some mistakes. Some of you were just saying, oh, with the groans there, that Mike, that might not have been a smart thing to do. You didn't even know the end of the story, did you? <laughs> Some good things to do. Read your Bible, change your input, love God, love people, and do these things. So change. It's a great thing if you let God. Mark chapter 1, verse 8 says, The Holy Spirit will give you the ability to be transformed from the inside out. You've got to have to want it. You're going to have to welcome it. then you've got to walk it out every day of your life by confessing it. Wrestle with God, confess it, and you will see God's power transform you from the inside out. I am amazed that God still changes people like me. Amen? Father, we thank you for this season. Thank you, Lord, that you give us a vision and a hope, Lord, a plan, Lord, not to see us harm, but, Lord, to prosper us and to give us a future in you. Lord, I pray for everybody here this day that, Lord, you would excite them in the inner man, in that inner world, in their heart, that, Lord, life can be different, that, Lord, there can be breakthrough, there can be victory. Help us, Lord, to take our crisis, and Lord, to transform it into a, a, a moment, Lord, where we're fashioned and reformed and reshaped into something that smacks a victory, that talks that you are our God, and Lord's a message and just not the mess. Lord, this is our desire in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. We are going to release you to an early weekend in the name of Jesus. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please come talk to me before you leave. Otherwise, if you would also would like prayer for change and breakthrough, I'm going to be here and I'll pray with you. But otherwise, God bless you. And have an enjoyable weekend. We'll see you in a year's time, okay?